So today we are continuing our way through Ephesians. I think the best way to remember the letter to the Ephesians is it is the great merger negotiation document of Jews and Greeks coming together as one Christian community. And this passage today is definitely written to the Greeks, reminding them that they are full members of the Christian community. But this message is not just for some Greeks of the first century. It wouldn't have been put in the Bible unless it spoke to us as well. It speaks to each of us in our relationship with God and also for how each of us are entrusted to be like God and extend this welcome to others. So let us start by celebrating the times when we have received the mercy of God like the mercy described in the letter to the Ephesians. So our first letter writing from Ephesians was written to the Greeks, asking them to recall when they were without Christ, when they were cut off from the people of Israel and not part of the covenant. As I prayed with this passage last night, yes, got home around 10.30 and thought, oh, I better look this over so I can pray with it a little bit more, give the Holy Spirit some time to inspire me. I was caught up in the call for us to put aside our differences and be unified. But then this afternoon when I sat with it again, all of a sudden it hit me. Even though I've never preached on this passage before, it's very familiar to me because it is the text for a gospel song, gospel-style song, written by David Haas called No Longer Strangers. And I, at one time, belonged to a small, little, tiny parish outside of Pittsburgh. And I proposed that we should sing this song to sort of liven up our Easter vigil. That this would be the song to welcome those who were new to the church. And um, so I taught it to these little old ladies and men. And they loved it. This is a gospel tune. Uh, somebody heard me banging away at that today. It's a, it's a little on the loud side, right? And um, a year or so later, when I was giving a big concert, um, of, just because I wanted to and invite friends to be part of it, I asked the church choir to sing a song, and we sang No Longer Strangers. It was their new favorite song. And with that in mind... Yes, this passage is a message of reconciliation. But perhaps even more, it's a message of welcome to the Greeks, to us as we come into the body of Christ, and to others looking to join us. It's a real challenge of being church, continuing to have the energy to welcome newcomers. Sort of like... If somebody shows up in the second or third watch of the night and you're tired, to still throw open the doors, to be ready to welcome all. A friend of mine, Tim White, who's a priest in Maryland, wrote a book a couple years ago called Rebuilt and has gotten a lot of press. He's um, at this parish in Timonium, which is a suburb of Baltimore, and he decided that the, the, the church was really that he was at was not doing so well at reaching the people around them. And so he really restructured this church sort of to be a Catholic megachurch, to take the best of 
the welcoming. And so there's a, a coffee shop and there are programs for kids with lighting and there's all, I mean, it's really something. It's beautiful in some ways. It's a little weird. It feels like maybe they're missing some of the other things of the Catholic Church because they're emphasizing this so much. But one of the struggles they have is that people who belong to the parish are upset that they're always welcoming new people. I said, I'm paying the bill. Why can't you do more for me? It's a continual challenge. At the Catholic Church, we're pretty good at welcoming people if we recognize they're, not, they're new. We might ask them how they're doing. But the next week they show up, we're like, well, I'm going to go hang out with my old friends. I, I welcomed them last week. They can find their way now. And so, so often, it's a challenge that when people come in for the first time, they see the backs of people who are being welcoming to the people they already know rather than the people coming in the door. When we come to this chapel, is it merely a time for us to be quiet with God? Or is it also a place for us to replenish our energies so that we can welcome the world out there to a deeper relationship with Christ?